there are three things that you can ask for that the person on the other side, a complete stranger, is happy to give you. Okay, these three things are one, an opinion. If you ask for somebody's opinion, they have one and they want to give you one. Second, and this is really great, uh, but this is to be used on a sale, not like on a, on a cold call. And that is advice. You ask for somebody's advice. It's the greatest thing ever. A, you're giving them a compliment because you know nobody asks for advice from an idiot or from a three-year-old. Obviously, you think highly of them, although you wouldn't ask for their advice. So there's a compliment. And secondly, you're giving them the ability to assist you. And if they give you advice and you accept the advice and utilize that advice and then call them back and say, hey, I did what you said and this is what happened, all of a sudden they have a vested interest in your success. But the third one, and this is really important, this is what you use on your cold call, is help. People are born to give help. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast. You've got Sean and Lacey here. And today we are talking about one of our favorite topics favorite. of all time to talk about. This is like, I don't know, like talking about like the Pittsburgh Steelers or talking about succession or Peaky Blinders. Maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers for you. Not so much for me, but we'll see. We have Dan Jordan. We had the opportunity to be on his podcast and yeah. we knew right away just talking to him like, man, this is a perfect fit for none of your business. So we've got the Deej, the sales energizer. We're going to be talking all things sales on none of your business. So if you are a big anti-sales person, Listen up. I hate sales. <laughs> well, this podcast is for you. Dan, thanks for joining us on the None of Your Business podcast. Oh Woo! my God. I've been lit. It's it's four o'clock here on the East Coast. I've been looking forward to this all day. I literally uh, woke up too. this morning and I said, I'm gonna be with the two best looking people in Florida right now. <laughs> and so I'm just pumped. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Ready, Dan. To, ready to roll. All right. We got to dive into this. A lot of the people that we work with in the service industry, they don't like sales. Sales gets a bad rap. People are like, well, I, oh, I, I don't, I'm a doctor. Oh, I can't sell. It's so sweet. I'm a lawyer. I'd Lawyers sell. shouldn't have to sell anything. Mm -hmm. Doctors shouldn't sell anything. Um, what say you? How do, let's just start chipping away at this um, messed right up in. mindset that we should not be <laughs> selling things. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know, Absolutely my favorite subject. Um, and it's because, uh, he, here's the thing. Listen, you guys are married, right? Mo yep. Most yep. people that you meet are, are married. Uh, you know, or eventually or they've had a girlfriend or, or boyfriend. Or they've done something. You know, most people have met somebody else. But think of this. If you actually get married, you, you've actually, you know, convinced another live human being to forsake everybody else there's seven and a half billion people on the so like let's say half so let's say three and a half forsake three and a half billion people and say no you're off limits i'm just gonna stick with you 
Mm. One Mm -hmm. person for the rest of your life. And you don't think you're a salesperson. (laughs) I mean, how the heck did that happen? Just think of all you had to do to uh, to attract to uh, to humor to 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 make someone interested in you uh, to some some seeing a future in you think of all the little kind of maneuvering things that you had to do mm. because it was worth it you know i uh when i moved to i came to i came to atlanta Weekend with uh, a buddy of mine from home, so I came from New Jersey down to to uh, to Atlanta. Um, he takes me to some party, uh, meet some girl, uh, you know, blonde hair, um, southern accent, you know, freaking bakes pies. I'm thinking this place is great. I don't know what's going on. So I I go back home. I move here two weeks later, and. Um, Ask the girl to go out with me. And of course she says, no, I'm like, no, she goes, I have a boyfriend. I'm like, you, you could have said something, but I moved here. I'm like, I moved here. And so I um, made it my cause. And so I called this girl and I asked her out, uh, you know, one week. And she said, no, I said, I said, no, last week. And I asked her out the next week, 26, six months on the 27th time. She finally agreed to go out with me. We went to a, a, a Met game. I had really good seats at a oh, Brave game, whatever. And uh, actually, I got a ball from Doc Gooden. And I, uh, I so I, I hold her. And after that, we finally went out. And then, you know, 25, 26 years later, we're, we're, we're married, a couple of kids, and everything's good. Uh, but at the time, I asked her, I said, I said, why did you finally agree to go out with me after all this time? And uh, she said something uh, that I think everybody should take in terms of people who don't want to be salespeople. Um, it, it should really just take to heart. She said this to me. She said, I figured if you were willing to work this hard to get me, you'd be willing to work equally as hard to keep me. And I realized then that when you really want a customer, like if you really feel you're going to improve their lives and you're willing to do whatever it takes to do that, man, it's flattering. And mm. I, I tell everybody in sales training, I, there's, there's two words that you always, you have to put in to your, your, your sales presentation. And that is, I want, you need to tell somebody, I want to do business with you. I mean, it's so much different than you say, hey, I think we could really help you and it would might work out well if we get together and we'll see if we can help you. But if you, that same thing, hey, I really want to do business with you. I know I can make your business better and you're going to love what happens in the end. Let's go ahead and get started. Mm, that's really, that's really good. Just two simple words can change so much. But okay, I have to go back. I want, I love when someone says, said. I want you, when someone says, I want you, I mean, it's. It's flattering. It's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> powerful. But you said something else that I really love. You were talking about, you know, 
getting somebody to marry you, the reason that you have the ability to sell them on that is because it's worth it, right? Now, Mm. I truly believe that all the service providers out there that are listening to this podcast, they're in love with the thing that they provide and they truly know that it can help change or shift someone's life for the better, the, the service that they can give. But yet they still struggle with being a salesperson. So how do you bridge that I hate sales, but I know it's worth it gap when it comes to your business. Yeah. You have to brainwash yourself and you, I, I do it. I literally do it in between each call and I'm the world's best cold caller. We could talk about that later, but I just love doing it. We're going to talk, talk about, about that. that. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, you literally have to brainwash yourself. I have a little mantra that I, that I say, 30 or 40 times a day. It's a little things. I lead, not follow. I believe, not doubt. I create, not destroy. I make the news. I don't watch the news. I'm a leader. I'm a force for good, force for God, set the standard, defy the odds. I stand up, I take charge, I win. And then I walk in. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm like totally brainwashing. So, but one of the things you need to do is remember uh, it, it's I'm giving, you know, I'm here to give, I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. And you have to say that in between each call, because mm. what happens is you it's so quick that you just get into that. Uh, I got to make a sale. I got to get them to do something. I got to get them to give me something. No, baby, you're just giving them. You know, I have a, 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 a the, hey, I want to figure it help me. The reason I'm calling is uh, we help companies just like you earn more money in less time uh, with uh, the software program. And I calling to see if I could set up an appointment to show you if it'll work for you. How's Wednesday at six? How's that sound? You know, whatever you just, and you, you're given, I'm given this. Yeah. Almost like if you have the cure for cancer, if you really believed in your product, I, I the reason why people don't uh, like sales is it, in my opinion, they don't believe enough uh, in their product and their service and the whole thing. There's mm. four beliefs that a salesperson needs to have. You want to know what they are? Yes. yes. Okay. It's four beliefs. The first is you have the belief in your company. Um, very important that the company is there to back you up and it's, it's credible and, and it's going to make you look better and, and everybody look the same. Um, belief in your company, belief in your product and belief in product is obviously that it, that it's going to satisfy uh, the general needs of, of your customer. Third is belief in yourself. And then fourth is the biggest belief. And it's the belief that your customer or your prospect is better off purchasing this product or service from you, particularly you, than from anybody else on the planet. Almost to the point where you need to feel sorry for them if they get the same product that they can get somewhere else, but they didn't get it from you because you know that you're going to service them better than anybody else because you know you care more about them and their success than anybody else. Because you have that firm belief in yourself, you're willing to uh, transfer that energy, which really is what sales is, that transfer of energy to them to make them compelled to buy. We, oh, you got, I was gonna say, we tell our clients all the time, you need to have the belief that the best, and you have to say it to yourself, the best thing for you is me. Like the best thing for you is me. And you have to believe that. And I, I like that you talk about 
every time you go into a sale, you need to say those things to yourself because negative mindsets and feeling sleazy about sales, that's going to creep in every time before you go in front of another individual. So you have to constantly disrupt that thought process that you're having often enough so that the belief system stays strong enough. So I like the idea of doing that every time. I think that's very powerful. Yeah, I, and, and whatever you can. And see, the thing is, there's, there's two things you can do to, to improve your mindset. Uh, the first is uh, take away all the negative stuff, you know, shut off the news. I can't believe still people still listen to it. I mean, it, 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 you, Zig Ziglar said a million years ago, is it getting you closer to or further from your goals? I mean, right. how could, you know, listen, you're not going to fix Russia. I mean, stop trying, you know, what are you thinking about? You know, think about yourself. But so once you shut off all that garbage from coming into your head, you got to replace it with something. And the beauty is you get to replace it with anything you want. You know, you get, you get to replace it with, of course, these people want to talk to me. Of course, they want to find out if this is going to work for them. Of course, they want to improve their business. Of course, who better would do this than me? I mean, and so you remove the bad stuff and replace it with good, uh, and then magic happens. I want to get into the cold calling because we might, oh, yeah, we might end up here for a little bit. Okay, for a service provider, an accountant, mm -hmm. a dentist, a lawyer, they're like, What are you talking about? Cold calling, um, can they do cold calling? Number one, yep. um, and then number two, if they were cold calling, how would they use that strategy to help them to get more business? Well, perfect. So in any cold call and, you know, I like the cold call. I like the freezing cold call. I mean, it's like not knowing anything from anybody. And the reason is there's no pressure. I mean, you, you can't lose something you don't have. You know, mm -hmm. and, and so that's the first thing. And so whenever I tell people when they start a cold calling strategy and listen, for an accountant, it may not be the best thing for them to actually be making that first call, but they could hire somebody to do it, but they need to be prepared. It's, it's even though that they, someone maybe made an appointment or referred them over, it's cold. You treat it like it's cold. So you start with little skills that we'll talk about today. But the uh, the cold call itself uh, is the only time in your life, especially for I'm speaking as a guy here, that you're truly in control. <laughs> you know, like you're just <laughs> it's like you're deciding when you're going to call. You're deciding what you're going to say. You're deciding, you know, how in which it's the only time you're in control. Uh, so a lot of people say, I want all these calls in, man, you know, they're. You're at, you're at that person's leeway. When someone calls you back, it's great. You're happy to get a call back, but it's a different dynamic. You know, all of a sudden it's like, you know, what do you want? You know, you got to turn the whole thing over. So with, with the cold call, you have to know what your goals are on the front, on the front end. So what, what is your goal? That's the first thing people go into cold calls. Just, you know, they'll say things like, uh, you know, I just wanted to get to know you or things like that. Who the heck are you? I mean, what do you mean get to know? <laughs> I'm like, you know, because as as a guy, you turn 50 and you're like, I got enough friends, you know. I'm I'm no longer <laughs> accepting applications. I don't know. 
<laughs> you know, I'm set, <laughs> you know, and so that, that's what your customers. So, so let me tell you how to, the secret to the cold call, if you're going to do it yourself or you're going to train somebody else how to do it, there are three things that you can ask for that the person on the other side, a complete stranger is happy to give you. Okay. These three things are one, an opinion. If you ask for somebody's opinion, they have one and they want to give you one. Second, and this is really great, uh, but this is to be used on a sale, not like on a, on a cold call. And that is advice. You ask for somebody's advice. It's the greatest thing ever. A, you're giving them a compliment because you know, nobody asks for advice from an idiot or from a three-year-old. Obviously, you think highly of them, although you wouldn't ask for their advice, so there's a compliment. And secondly, you're giving them the ability to assist you. And if they give you advice and you accept the advice and utilize that advice and then call them back and say, hey, I did what you said and this is what happened, all of a sudden they have a vested interest in your success. So again, they, they're happy to give you their advice, makes them feel good. They're happy to give you their opinions, makes them feel smart. But the third one, and this is really important, this is what you use on your cold call, is help. People are born to give help. And so the thing that most people do on a cold call is they call somebody and they try to break the ice by saying, hi, how you doing today? As soon as you say, how you doing today? What the person on the other end is hearing is cold call, cold call, oh, oh, you know, keep away. And they start like building up a brick wall <laughs> of defenses in between. Like they just know it's a cold call and all of a sudden they put their fists up and you don't have a chance. So never, <laughs> ever say, hi, how are you doing today? Mm. Instead. Use the seven magic words. And these seven magic words have earned me and will earn you more money, more time, more relationships than anything else. It works on everything except your wife. The words are, I wonder if you could help me. Hmm. And that's what you say when you call someone on the phone. Uh, hello, this is Mr. Jones. Hey, Mr. Jones. Hey, I wonder if you could help me. My name is, and you're in. If you go into a department store, when we used to actually go into stores, and a salesperson <laughs> comes up to you, and what's the first thing they say to you? Hi, how can I help you? Help you. You're literally letting them do their job. And you call somebody on the phone who's a, 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 the, and the receptionist answers. And he answers and he says, uh, hello, Johnson Enterprises. Uh, how can I help you? <laughs> so if he doesn't say it, you say, hey, I wonder if you can help me. Uh, what we do is uh, get people on the front page of their, uh, uh, for, for their website. We get people on the front page for Google. Uh, who would be the person I would need to speak with in regards to that? Their job is, oh, that's Bill Jacobs. Okay, great. Can you send me over? Sure. And then when you get Bill Jacobs on the phone, check this out. Oh, my gosh, is this good? I mean, hold on, let me catch my breath. This is so good. So <laughs> then when you get Bill Jacobs on the phone, 
same thing. Hello, wonder if you can help me. Uh, what we do is we help companies like yours get on the front page of Google. Uh, who would be the person I need to speak with about that? And Bill Jacobs has to say, oh, that would be me. Mm. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're in. <laughs> you know, he's a, a talk because the whole thing is you want to say something quick and ask them a question. Uh, you can even do this. Hey, I wonder if you can help me. And they will say, uh-huh, like that, you know? And it's very important to get the other person talking because on a cold call, there's one thing I know for certain. Nobody, and I mean nobody, is going to hang up on you while they're talking. <laughs> you know? True. So it's <laughs> very important to get them because if you say something and then they say something, that's called a conversation and you've officially obliterated the fear of the cold call. You are now mm. in a conversation. So then how Pretty do you good. go from, yeah, this is great. So now you're in and we're talking to Mr. Jacobs and he's the mm -hmm. one that can make the decision when it comes to getting on the first page of Google. But then now mm -hmm. how do we bleed in the three things, advice an, or opinion? Like now what's the next step to get him to continue mm -hmm. to talk? Well, okay. Bill's really nice. Uh, thanks for getting me. Hey, generally, the people that we work with are dealing with, uh, they want to get more customers. Uh, they need the phone to ring more. And uh, they don't want to pay so much for online advertising. Am I pretty close to the truth? And what happens is there is I just got you to nod your head and say yes four times without me uttering uh, the three deadly words that you should never say uh, in a conversation. There's three words that will literally repel your customers from you. Uh, and these three words are I, we, and us. Mm. And so, because they don't care about I, we, and us, and you want to replace those with yours, your, and I'm in the South, so we say y'all. And so, <laughs> so, so the things, if you're like most of our clients, you want A, you want B, and you want C. I've just told you what I do without mentioning the word I, we, and us, other than saying, am I pretty close to the truth? Which, of course, they say yes. So if, if it's a chiropractor, hey, if you're like most of the executives that we work with, you want uh, to have a, you know, better health for yourself and for your staff. You want uh, to stay away from the doctor. And most importantly, you don't want to pay an arm and a leg for it. Am I pretty close to the truth? And I'm just making these up off the top of my head. But there's three things that you know if whatever business you're in, you know, the three big problems that your clients are having. Mm -hmm. And if they say it's pretty close to truth, well, great. And then you ask for what you want. What I'd love to do is see if we could set up a 15 minute conversation uh, to uh, discuss whether or not this program would be suitable for you. I promise you this, if uh, we could uh, help you make more money or get healthier, or whatever it is for this, we'll let you know. If we can't, I'll let you know that too. Fair enough. And they say mm -hmm. yes, and then you go set it up right there. But it's in and out. Now, the only other thing on the cold call is most of the time they're going to say no. Uh, and so you need to be prepared for that. And so the prepare is just one other thing to extend the conversation. So uh, in, in terms of cold calling, this is one of the most important things, one of the most important things, aside from, you know, picking up the dang phone. The first, even for me who loves it and I do love it. Um, the first call is still 
the phones are heavy. You know, there's always <laughs> something else that you could be doing. Um, but so you need to expect a no. So when I was a stockbroker uh, back when it was uh, fun to be a stockbroker, when it, you, were, you weren't a financial consultant, you were a flipping stockbroker. You were just going. So um, my my sales pitch was this. Hey, uh, Mr. Johnson, what if you could help me? My name's Dan. I'm with Bear Stearns. Uh, real quickly, I was calling to see if you might be interested in buying, I would just say buying a Fort Howard bond paying 9%. How's that sound? And I did it for five years. That same pitch, no one ever bought a Fort Howard bond at 9%. It was a junk bond. But nobody ever bought it because they didn't know me. They didn't trust me, whatever. They all said no. I didn't care what they said. They could have said, no, I never buy bonds. They could have said, you're ugly. They could have said anything they could have said. I would have come back with the same response. I would say this. Great. Well, let me ask you, when you do invest, what's been successful for you in the past? And if they extended the conversation... I'm in the house. Uh, I have a company that does, uh, they sell uh, uh, software for boats and marinas. Uh, the sales pitch that we put together for them, I was calling to, you know, we do online booking software for marinas just like yours. I wanted to see if I could set up a 15 minute call to see if it will work out for you. Uh, no, we already have one. Great. Well, let me ask you, uh, with your rental units like that, how many boats do you have for rent? And if they answered you, then you extend the conference. Generally, when people get about you know a dozen boats, they want to migrate to a more uh, industry-specific solution. Um, let me ask you: You're trying to prove anything in your business? So this is after they've said no. So that that kind of script needs to be prepared for you. So so it's almost like you're when you expect them to say no, and they do, you're almost excited. Oh, I get to use my script. <laughs> and so it works out fine. Um, and I really, just to get started, the only other thing I would say is just like in any sporting event um, where you have to, you know, you're playing football, man, you can't just run out on the field. You got to warm up. And yeah. so That's I good. tell everybody, listen, the worst thing that could happen to you, you're a job seeker, you're, you know, a salesperson. The worst thing that could happen to you if you get like the perfect interview or the perfect customer and it's your first call. You know, with your first interview, you're going to you're going to suck. You're going to blow it, you know. So uh, you, you got to get your voice right. You got to get your game on. So I say just take some really cold, useless names out of the phone book. I couldn't care less and knock out 10, 12, you mm. know, 15 that mean nothing just to, not for them, but for you not to make mm. sales, but for you to get better. Where? Well, I, I, I want to come back to this, but. The, 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 the key to getting somebody on the phone, mm -hmm. most people in today's world, you, you picked up your cell phone, a number comes in and you don't recognize the number, mm. usually don't pick up. Any, mm -hmm. any advice for what we should say on the message that would stimulate someone to actually return the call? Yeah, well, it goes back to belief, you know, that we talked about before. Now, the beautiful thing about a voicemail, which many people don't leave, but the beautiful thing about a voicemail is it's it's time for you to practice. You know, you you can give your pitch. So use it for what you're going to use it for. I, the purpose of leaving a voicemail, uh, I used to say is just this one thing, but it's really two things. So the one thing, the, uh, the purpose for leaving a voicemail is to get a returned call. 
All right. So whatever creative kind of implication you can do, whatever your goal is to get a return call. It's not to make a sale. You've never purchased anything from a voicemail. How could you expect anybody else to do it? I mean, it's, it's not going to happen. But what you need to do is make it compelling enough to get a call back. Now, that could be mysterious. Hey, uh, this, is, uh, this is Dan. I was calling. Actually, can you just call me back? My number is 678-910-9912. Click. Done. Or what if it's just something? Uh, how, hey, uh, if you can make a quick call back, this is Dan Jordan. My number is 678-910-9912 uh, in regards to uh, your service. Now, they might call back thinking, oh, you know, you, you wanted to buy something. And you just flip it around on the call. But your your thing is to make make that make them call you back. That's that's the main reason. But if you're new to this, I, I would say utilize the voicemail for you to practice your pitch and to get comfortable. So when someone actually does call back or you do get someone on the on the on the phone, you've said it 20 times that day. It's just going to spill right out. That thing I told you about the stock market, hey, when you do invest, what's been successful in the past? Man, I could be uh, you know, going to the bathroom while I'm saying that pitch. You're not even thinking about it. You don't know what's going on. You know, and so you want to get that I, I don't really go to the bathroom one. That's like a <laughs> <laughs> But people do nowadays. You ever be on a Zoom call or something like that? People, you know, they put it on mute and it's crazy. Yeah, it's going on. <laughs> What's going on? But anyhow, yes. Yeah, so oh, go, well, well, we love we love it. chatting with you. I want to I'm going to shift gears mm -hmm. because you have so much experience training people. Mm -hmm. Tell us about some of the horror stories. Tell me some of the worst mistakes that you've had to train people out of <laughs> that they were like dan i don't even understand why i can't get any uh sales here but they were doing something and you're like oh my god i can't believe that they're trying yeah this. well there were there were things that i did but uh <laughs> it, here's the main thing one you you need to be yourself the really the worst thing is i'm an excitable individual i've always been that so if if like i call somebody and they're like, like who is this guy is this real and then they look me up they're gonna get the same i'm the same person now as you know unless i'm sleeping i'm the same person but if you try to if you try to act differently if you if you're obviously manipulative I, uh it's not fun for anybody right. <laughs> you know so you know be yourself and if yourself is awkwardness then use it to your advantage. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm really sorry. I hate cold calling more than you hate getting it. Believe me. Um, but I, I need to call you. Uh, we do business with people just like you. Uh, and I know we can help make you more money and make this your best year ever. Do uh, you got 15 minutes later this week? You know, how that, mm -hmm. so be awkward and be honest, unabashedly honest. Now I say that, because I've made that mistake, you know, starting where people will catch you on it. People will, it's not like you're going to fool anybody. Uh, like, first of all, a lot of people try to get past the gatekeeper. Mm, uh, yes. And I've heard the, that a lot. The challenge is twofold. One, that person has probably been there, you know, that person hears you know, punks like you calling them a hundred <laughs> times a day. 
you're not going to fool anybody. You're right. not going to get around them. It's not, it's, it, they're going to get angry. It's not to do them. And secondly, never refer to them as a gatekeeper. Just think <laughs> of the mental, what the, the mental imagery. I mean, you have, you, it's like a, you know, a suit of armor and they have like an ax and, you know, a sword and <laughs> you're trying to get through the gate. I mean, what kind of attitude are you going to bring to the table? Um, and, and, and that's the biggest, it's just so embarrassing when people try to, you know, manipulate and go around them. And it's like somebody, if some 15 year old kid said, I'd like to speak with Bob, please. You know, cause it was, and Bob is like the CEO and, you know, it, it, but somebody told him, you know, have a, you know, a stern voice and just order <laughs> these people around. You know, that's a, just a bunch of garbage, but uh, <laughs> instead uh, refer to that, uh, person who answers the phone, I always consider them uh, a like my sales assistant, and mm-hmm. I give them that line. So imagine, so here's my process. I I know this person is there to assist me. I call up on the phone, and she says, you know, hello, this is Betty from uh, Johnson Enterprises. I say, hey Betty, I, I, I wonder if you can help me. Uh, I'm I'm with a company. We do uh you know help companies get on the front page of Google. It's really awesome. Who would be the person I need to speak with? And, and Betty is like, like leaning in instead of going away saying, you know, sure, you know, let me get you. We, we already use somebody. We've been here 50 years, but you, you need to talk to, with Bill. Great. You know, Betty, you know who's better than you? No one. You're awesome. Listen, he's probably not going to answer the phone. Would it be appropriate for me to get his email address? Sure. But, and then start the process from there. A lot of times, Betty is your, is your avenue into anything. And so don't look, don't look past that. that that's the, the biggest mistake people make is uh, discounting the value of whoever answers the dang phone. Just on the, yeah. um, on, on the, on the final descent here, got to bring this one up. Love asking salespeople this. Uh-huh. What's more important, marketing or sales? Oh, well... <laughs> I, 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 am I the owner of the company? Listen, it's, they're both, uh, this is how I do it. Marketing, uh, if done right, brings people into the store. Uh, sales slams the door behind them before they can get out. And so <laughs> that's where it goes. But if marketing is, depending on the product, your marketing is your best salesperson. You know, yeah, if you oh. if if you do an entire like if they're if they're ninety percent sold by the time they call you, your marketing is done right. And so, like people at uh, Salesforce, for instance, the the executives at Salesforce, the account managers at, at Salesforce, they're on like seven eight hundred thousand dollars a year, uh, and they're in essence order takers. You know, because the people that they're dealing with, they've already bought it. They already know they need it. Can you implement this whole thing? And they're just there, you know, schmoozing around. For Salesforce, marketing's the most important thing. For mm-hmm. a small business, they really have to work in tandem. I, I tell everybody, when you want to do a marketing plan, like that company that I work with that gets people uh, on the front page, um, of Google, Bing, and Yahoo, guaranteed in three months or your money back. Unbelievable. Um, great service, 
But if the calls start coming in and they can't, uh, you know, close a barn door, it, you know, everything's a waste of money. So I tell everybody, if you want to start a marketing program, maybe the, 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 the principal needs to be the best salesperson. Even if they hire another salesperson, the best training for that other salesperson is basically set appointments for the for the person who can close them, the owner, and, you know, be on that sales call and you'll learn through osmosis. Mm -hmm. That's the way to do it. So uh, sales and marketing are equal, but one without the other, you both go broke. But super important. You said the principal needs to be the best salesperson. Mm -hmm. The principal. So many people are like, I'm the principal. I just want to hire a sales team. The sales, sales team. I don't want to deal with sales. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, well, I think you might as well shut your doors. Listen, if you're yeah. not growing, you're shrinking. If you're not climbing, you're sliding. There's no in between. It's not like you're ever all set. As soon as you say I'm all set, it's done. Your best salesperson leaves. The, the you know the product, your sales manager leaves, takes their customers with you. Well, I, the principal needs to be the best salesperson <laughs> from the start. They lead the. It's what's called Good a leader. Advice. Right. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. It's good advice. It needs to trick all the way down. People yeah. need you. The Deej. How did they the get the Deej? The Deej. Listen, you just look Dan Jordan. So how the Deej came is I so saw I'm Danny, Danny Jordan uh, in uh, high school. But there was another kid, Danny Diano, uh, Italian, <laughs> you know, good looking, tall football player. Got all the chicks. And uh <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so he kept his name Danny and I got my initials DJ, which I love because people just remember. So DJ turned to Deej and then I realized there's plenty of DJs. But uh, when when I'm in the zone, actually, this is important. Let's close with this because it's really good. Um, you everybody, uh, you know, sometimes you just everything's going well. You know, you don't know what it is. It's like, you know, the. Uh, you're getting your calls in, uh, you, you know, everybody's laughing at your jokes. It, it just work. Everything's working. And you're in like a zone, like sports figures get into the zone. And when you get into that zone, you need to kind of codify it. And so I created an alter ego and the alter ego is not Deej, it's the Deej. And so when, when I need them, like the last hundred yards of the race, when I'm on an awesome podcast, man, you're not getting Danny Jordan. You're getting the Deej. My kids knew about it when they were little daddy would need them. Turn them on. We need them. Turn on the, you know, it's, we're about to go. And so, you know, when you get into that, into that zone, that alter, you're, you're a superhuman. And the, we talked, we started this by uh, getting your mindset right of not being a taker that you're giving and all that stuff. And uh, you, you have the, the ability to brainwash yourself and the Deej can do things that Danny Jordan could never do. Mm. And yeah. when you're in the zone, you guys, when you're on stage, when you're, when you're meeting with all your clients, when you're presenting, man, that's, I mean, that's God given stuff. And uh, it's a shame to have all that talent and, and not put it, not put it to youth to use. You asked why I, why I love sales so much. And, and that is, it's a, it's almost godlike, and I don't mean this in a blasphemous way, but, uh, you know, when you have a, a, a baby and you're like, I remember we had a baby and I'm like, 
like this baby. And I'm like, how did this happen? You know, I mean, this was once nothing. And, and now it's a baby. It's a human life, you know, from nothing to life. Well, you know, in sales, you got nothing. But you got uh, somebody who wants something over here. And then you have somebody who makes something over here. And all of a sudden, you put these two together and you create something from nothing. And it creates entire civilizations because somebody had an idea and put that together. And that's you. And, you know, that's the ability that everybody has simply by picking up the dang phone. I love that. We teach this, not cold calling. That's right. why I love this. We should be teaching cold calling. But we do. I mean, and, and I love that. You said it is an effect of cold calling. I, you know, we talk about the compounding effect of, you know, everybody understands the compounding effect of money, but the compounding mm -hmm. effect of activity. And so mm -hmm. I've always told our clients, look, if you would just pick up your phone and call three people a day, oh. a prospect, a client, a and current client, past client, and a past client, just, just call them. This will generate so much business and the compounding effect of doing it every day mm -hmm. probably adds six figures to your business. And imagine that you, you know, worked with, with somebody the serious Deej. with the deed <laughs> and you had proper training yeah. and you just, you know, what, what if you just dedicated an hour a day to work in the phone? It's like, what would that mean to your business? I mean, it would be so huge, so huge for you. I want to thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Number one, I want to encourage everybody to reach out. I know that you do trainings. You have, yeah, we have contact. so much free stuff, so much free stuff. Just contact me. To, it's so much. Listen, all I want is your number. I'll bang you later. But right now, you're going to go free stuff. <laughs> Slam the door behind them. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the None of Your Business and podcast. And the energy you yes, bring. Yes, we like. love it. And look, I'm just already thinking, you know, we have our, um, our, our famous Black Diamond Club Sales Matters Workshop coming up. We've got Tim Story. He's dropping in in Dallas. Mm. We've got Marshall Silver. He's dropping in. I would love to do some stuff with you, put together some content let's help um service providers let's help them sell oh. let's help them embrace and fall in love with this idea of picking up the phone and reaching out and talking all to more people and well you know i i do that on on linkedin you say three calls a day you know on linkedin uh, very few people will put their telephone numbers on their linkedin profile uh but those that do get a phone call from me. and and that's it. And that's my call. And my call goes just like this. And, and your, your uh, uh, chiropractors can do the same thing when you said for those three calls. The call just goes just like this. Hey, uh, this, this is Dan Jordan. Uh, you may or may not know me, uh, but we are LinkedIn buddies. And I was just calling because I see that you uh, put your telephone number on your profile. And anybody that has the courage to do that gets a phone call from me. I wish nothing but good things to happen to you for the rest of your life. Eat well, live long and prosper. Go get them today and hang up. Two thirds of them call me back. That's Love it. great. That is great. That was the gold bomb that just needed to be dropped at the very end of this, <laughs> this podcast, because that if you listened all the way through what you should have, and you got that, that's going to make money hand over fist and allow you to reach more people and make a bigger impact. Just like we love. If I was Bradley, I'd push the little button and go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brad, I got to get Brad on my show. That guy's a monster. <laughs>
Cool. We, can, so we can probably help you get to bed. <laughs> yes. All right. I'd love to do, I'd love to do something with you guys. Let's rock it. We'll, 100%. We'll That's it. Oh, thank you so much. We appreciate yes. you. All right, everybody. All right, we'll be guys. back again next week with a brand new edition of the None of Your Business podcast. Don't miss it. And like we said, 2022, we're going to be dropping in some shorts. We're going to be talking about current events. We're going to let you know what Lacey's thinking about, you know, all things. Chanel price increases, about Russia. We're going to talk, we're going to talk about inflation. We could talk about succession, Peaky Blinders. We could talk about money heist. We could talk about all that stuff. All sorts of things. Back again next week on the None of Your Business podcast.